I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Welcome to Self-Helpful. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and I just thank you for joining me as I talk with today's most influential change makers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaways from their insights so you can integrate that wisdom and leverage the power of your unique drive and wake every day to your authentic, driven, and inspired self. This is our peak wellness show where we give specific focus to our health and wellness, which is the vehicle that drives all we do. In this episode, we talk about how to upgrade your personal OS. Uh, here's the analogy. When your phone is, or your computer, let's say, is running on always multiple programs, it gets bogged down, right? And we often power it down, maybe reboot that. At the end of the day, it's dead. We need to charge it again. And as humans, we get this concept pretty easily. And we go through our day. By the end, we need relief and rest, right? We kick off the shoes, get some food, maybe watch a show, and then we sleep and hope that we're ready in the morning to get up and do it again. But now think about upgrading the operating system on your phone or your computer. That's different. You shut down every program, you power it completely down, then you allow a new operating system to be uploaded, right? Update everything, upgrade everything. It may take a while. It may require some input along the way to set things up correctly. Uh, it may set things up correct uh, differently when we come back into it as well, when we open it up for the first time. Well, when we keep running the same programs of our life without ever taking a break to allow new information to come in and take root, a new program, in essence, a new operating system, we miss the possibility of a real upgrade. So in this episode, Dr. Randy James and I talk about the primary roles in our lives and the concept of backing off from them for a time. Could be a day, could be a week. Taking in new information and then taking time to consider our true desires, our authentic drive, in essence. Then come back to the world with this upgrade. So think about it in terms of 
your job, uh, the work you do, being a spouse, being a parent, being a homeowner who's keeping up with everything all the time. How can we take a step back so we can resume with an upgraded us? So listen in. So as we're talking about taking a break from uh, other things beyond just food, I did want to address a a listener comment, our first one-star review uh, on the show. Maybe any, maybe the first non-five-star we've had. So uh, somebody, Baldwin, says, I am absolutely floored that a podcast that claims to promote a healthy lifestyle is going to swear by prolonged fasting. This kind of dieting is dangerous and, and, negate, uh, and, and, and has negatives uh, that far outweigh the positives. What's worse, the host promotes this idea that starvation leads to a healthy relationship with food on his other shows, too. I urge everyone to do your research and talk to your doctors to find a healthy solution that doesn't include denying yourself food for days at a time. The advice given on this show is unfounded on facts and is incredibly dangerous. But it's interesting because, you know, we, of course, post the show and I've posted memes about the prolonged fasting on social media. And this morning was responding. There's a lot of people saying, gosh, yeah, I've been looking into this and I'm going to try it and, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And I can do, I'm not a medical doctor, so I can say whatever I want, I guess. Maybe you have to be, you have to be careful. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting, as you said, that this guy, whoever wrote this and is very polarized on, you know, hundred percent wrong. It's interesting. They didn't say that it can be good here and there, but well, in, in response to that, I would hopefully non-polarize the response to say, oh, you're totally wrong. It's always, always good, always healthy. And I think we did caveat things to say if you're not in a diabetic place would be number one. If you're not, if you don't have a history of anorexia and bulimia, if you, if you're already polarized in some of your metabolic states, then, then going into a prolonged fasting state might not be the best thing. And I think we took pretty good pains to say, okay, look, if you're a whatever normal means in America, if you're not severely diabetic, severely metabolically compromised, then I would, I would also request that this person go and talk to their doctor and do the research. That the research is pretty compelling that not only is the opposite of what they said true, meaning we are, we are overfed and under-emptied. It is good to give the body time of emptiness and, and to call it starvation is, is just, that's a polarizing, sensational word. And we said, even if it's one day, if somebody came to Kevin Miller and said, I'm going to make you not eat for one day, you have to sit in this room, you're not allowed to eat. That would be bad. But if you woke up and said, I'm going to choose to not eat today, it's a completely different mindset experience and body experience. So, well, and for him to say it's unfounded on facts and incredibly dangerous, uh, who would you recommend? So, like Dr. Jason Fung, what's his book on fasting? Yeah, well, the, he now has three. So, the Obesity Code, Diabetes Code, and the Cancer Code. And and the theme there is kind of what I just said. The, the, the biochemical reality of what happens when you don't eat is a good thing. Yeah. If you're going into prolonged, prolonged fasting. There is such a thing as starvation and starving to death. Don't do that. Is that a day or two or three or 10 or 20? And, and uh, another place of resource is truenorth.com. Uh, I don't think it's the truenorth.com will send you to somewhere else, but Dr. Goldhammer and it's True North Hospitals. And now there's two hospitals. And 
you pay a lot of money to go to a hospital to, for them to not feed you. But it's medically supervised fasting, the shortest is seven days, up to 40 days. So the, and, and if this person's going to write an opinion with, with no references, then it's just an opinion. And whereas we want to respect the opinion, I think the opinion is wrong. And there's plenty of references for the, the value and the safety of intermittent fasting for sure and prolonged fasting. I was going to say, you know, for him to say unfounded, I, I feel like that was... Um, it's an unfounded... That was a disappointing, disappointing choice to say that because that's just, I would say that's absolutely tr untrue. And go, so go look at Dr. Jason Fung. Go look at, uh, if you want docs, go look at Mark Hyman, Dr. Mercola. Look Vol at... Walter Longo. Look at fasting. That will all be uh, in support of what we've brought the message you know, forward about. Uh, Dave Osprey just came out with a book on yeah. fasting. Can't remember what it is. He's real well. He's not a doc, I, I don't think. Uh, but he's the bulletproof coffee guy and has now just become a health and wellness personality. And he's just come out with a book on fasting. They're doing so much. And again, that's Jason Fung coming out talking about it in regards to cancer specifically. So I felt like we were messengers on this, trying to share the experience, not coming in with some new information. This, this info is out there. We're just, we're just sharing, sharing our experience and yeah. trying to help bridge the gap to people uh, who we, we keep calling ourselves normal, uh, you know, to, to the the audience of people who would be in a uh, inspiring, I want to do a little bit better kind of a thing, then I'm, I feel very confident in saying, well, yeah, lean into this. Well, and I don't want to miss what you said that, okay, but if you have, you know, whatever diabetes or whatever in your compromise, that belies the statement that we still will make that in wellness, we should be able to healthfully abstain from food, one, and two, it's a benefit. It's, yes. It will benefit your cells, your health, your wellness. Which so. is a great segue. A great benefit. segue. So, so uh, yeah, coming off of that, um, and I'll, folks, I'll give you the story. So we've been talking about prolonged fasting. I think we had even done that show. And then I went on a, uh, call it a getaway, whatever, with my wife. So we went to a resort in Florida, went to the beach, whatever, spent a week together. So that was one kind of a sabbatical, if you want to say, uh, from family, from, it was a vacation, from, from work. And from family. And we focused then some on our marriage and just on having fun. And I stayed for two weeks. I've never done that. Been away from my family for that long or been alone. So I got two weeks almost entirely alone. Huh. Now, I was wow. writing. I mean, I get up in the morning and I wrote. I wrote thousands and thousands of words and put together a book, but I would take off in the, you know, the middle of the day or the morning and go run along the waterway and see the dolphins and think and ponder. And it's just me. And I would go every night to I'd ride, bike two miles to the beach and watch the sunset with a glass of wine and I just had this time alone and it was so profound. And I, and I took in information. Of course, I'm thinking about the book and thinking about so much of the culmination of the information that I've gotten over the years. And I really felt like I've, I've got some new perspectives that I'm going to take forth from this. It was like, and, and the idea of a reset came mm -hmm. on. And that's where I, I thought about that. We so often talk about reboot, right? We got to reboot just like a computer, your computer, your smartphone. Sometimes it gets bogged down, just, you know, shut it down and reboot. But I thought this does, this doesn't feel like this. This feels like, and that's when I had that epiphany of it's a, uh, an OS, an operating system upgrade. So we all have that when your phone, your computer, whatever says, okay, we've got an up upgrade, but you have to shut, close down all the programs, shut the computer down, 
when you turn it back on, it's not an immediate reboot. And depending on people's experience, I mean, I've had, especially back years ago, sometimes the phone would take half an hour right. to regenerate with right. a new program. And I thought, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. And it was during that time I saw a post by Stephen Kotler, who is the author of um, The Art of Impossible, I think it was his new book, but he also has a book uh, out recently with Peter Diamandis called The Future is Faster Than You Think. And I had him on one of my shows not long ago, and I saw a post from him, and he, talked, he talks a lot about solitude, about getting away by yourself. But we say that, and we think, you know, you got to go, we had a friend. Todd, who went to a monastery and he really did that. I, well, I wasn't doing that, man. I was riding and running and out in the sun and getting great food and wine and thinking. I mean, it was a very inspiring uh, time, but he talked about, you know, getting away and it gives our emotions a break. That's what stuck out to me. An emotional fast. An em yeah. Yeah. It was because I, I, I didn't have anybody. My, my wife was not there and God bless her with all the goodness. There's also, you know, there's always challenge and tension in relationships. And even just well, when duty. you told me about that, that's exactly what you just said was I haven't fasted from home ownership chores. Yeah. Bills, taxes, uh, just even the subtle awareness of that. And the other big one is I haven't fasted from fatherhood because even on vacation, especially with a young family, oh my God. it's like triple father. It's maximized. Yeah. <laughs> Remember what we talked about with camping? Camping, everything's just hotter, colder, wetter, dirtier. <laughs> it's, uh -oh. it's not a break. Well, with family, at least. I, I, get, I get daddier, right? <laughs> yeah. You just, and, and at the end of the day, you love it. And the stories and the memories are great. And that's why yeah. we're doing it. And that's part of the medicine of true life. I was going to say, because so you're getting ready to go on the Florida thing. Uh, you could almost say it's not a vacation. It is an experience. What are you doing? Correct. We're going to go on a family experience, experience. for a week. And this at the end of it, you're going to be beat. I'm going to, uh, yeah. And I have learned also to not come back the day before work. So I just, whatever the cost is, either less time on, on your trip or whatever, but we're coming oh, give back. A day buffer. To, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. days of buffer. Yeah. To have... Uh, and I did that by accident one time because I made the wrong plane reservations. You remember that story? Yeah, and yeah, it was traumatic that I made that mistake. But in the end, it was, I'm so grateful that we actually came back three days early from a, from a big trip and recognizing like what you say, the reboot reset, but there's another layer of something there that, that not only am, am I guilty of, but now here you are on the other side of this experience. And I was going to bring it up, um, when we were talking about it earlier, but I'm going to bring up you and Steve Smith and the Whitewater story. Yeah. And you wanting to say, but I want to eat, think, live, breathe in such a way as to always be in the Whitewater. To be, be, and my point there is I'm just now realizing based on your experience now of a two-week pullout that I'm probably less of a good father than I could be if I would take a break from being a father. Well, and there's, there's what we're talking about, about going, about going away upgrade and coming back better. Yeah. Not just, not just, it's like you say, it's not just relief, yeah. but it's restoration Yeah, and, and improvement. Yeah. Not just, I can endure, I can come back and endure more fatheringness, but no, I've got more insight. I've, I've, just thought about my kids in a different way and my own self in a different way. And I come back as a different person to their benefit. Yeah. Yeah. H having that 
So if we think about that, the emotional break from people and our roles, you know, so we can look at this in, in different ways. One is literally, so let's take the, you know, the issue captive of literally being alone, solitary and whatever. I mean, I was, you know, gosh, I went to, got food at the grocery and saw people and stuff. So I wasn't a monk, but I didn't, I didn't participate with other people. That's one. Now we could also though, look at taking that break from those roles specifically. I, I talked about that. If your kids all went on summer camps for a week, you and Marcy would get that emotional break from being a parent, from even being, from even co-parenting, you would be stuck together or, or blessed <laughs> together right? just as a couple. And there's it, nobody to who made a mess, nobody to, right, to drive around, nobody to, to just in the back of your consciousness even. to nurture, to be there for somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not pouring out. You are right. just there. And what a great time then to take that thought, just like we talk about with fasting, you know, especially from a spiritual standpoint with food, people will think, take that time when you're hungry and think about, you know, God, right. well, what about that? And you realize, gosh, this is the third night now. It's amazing. The kids aren't here you better for good or, or better and worse. They're not here. And, and what a great time to talk about how are we parenting like we want to? Yeah. You know, let's, let's read. Maybe that's a good time to every night when we would spend with them. Let's take the hour and read a book together on parenting, a new um, perspective. Yeah. And so, so when they come back in, we've upgraded, man, we've, we've thought through this mm -hmm. with the benefit of new knowledge, but also alongside like paired with that reset of without the emotions going on, because I can read a parenting book with my kids right there. I can read one in that one now and try to implement it tonight. But I think we so often miss really what see, rooting it in and seeding it in and saying, okay, I am coming, I'm going to come forward with a different perspective and an upgrade. Right. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash Kevin. Friends, I'm pretty candid about my lack of financial prowess. Money and numbers are fairly Greek to me, so I need a lot of guidance. One of my closest friends is a wildly successful wealth manager, and I'm working on some financial literacy and just continually seeking guidance. So I ask you to check out yahoofinance.com. Nobody knows it all on Yahoo Finance is a, an incredible resource for the rookies like me or the seasoned investors. You know, before my dad passed away recently, Dave Ramsey and his wife, Sharon, flew down to visit. We all got to spend a day together. And I was at yahoofinance.com just now. I saw multiple news flashes from Dave and other people that you respect. And they're hitting so many of the hottest areas in finance today. So it's a place to get a snapshot of all aspects of your financial interests. And if you have them, your portfolios. 
I hadn't realized Yahoo Finance is the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. So for your comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. One more time. YahooFinance.com. I live high up in the Rocky Mountains where the air is clean and fresh as possible, but then I step indoors and I'm breathing in untold amounts of toxins and allergens from paint and carpet and cleaning chemicals and pets and furniture and appliances and mold and so on. Studies show the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air anywhere you are. And in some places, it's a hundred times worse than that. Well, the solution is to get an air purifier and air doctor is just the best out there. It filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen and pet dander and dust mites and mold and even bacteria and viruses so your lungs don't have to try to do that. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com. You can use the promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. So to get the special deal, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin. You notice how we're, we're struggling to find the words here. Well, it's because- a new thought. I haven't, have, I haven't had the thought and it's not very cultural. And it's not concrete. Our culture is very concrete. Like, okay, how do I measure my parenting effectiveness? Like what's my, I'm 72% and I'm going to go do a a study with Kevin Miller and come back at 75% effectiveness. And and there's never going to be those words. And we live in a culture that, that wants to have our cake and eat it too and, and do vacation and come back somehow kind of restored, but we don't do these kinds of vacations on schedule with intentionality at all. And then we're, we're kind of surprised when we find we're the same or we find we're, or, or on the negative side, we're still stuck. And I'll tell you, that that's, word gets used a lot I, in the office. And that's what, that's what gets me. And I think as time goes on and I'm looking at even, even things like with exercise and I'll find that, man, I've been running and running and running. And then I get up one morning and I just realized for a couple of days, man, I just, I don't really feel like running. And I've gotten to the point of going, okay, then don't go ride. Now I'm going to still exercise and I start riding and I ride a bunch or I can start doing the rowing machine or I'm just going to do weights and I may do it for the next three months and not do, you know, cardio at all and give myself that break. But in our primary roles every day, you come in and you doctor running. Yeah. You come in and doctor every day you are spousing. Yeah. Every day you are parenting. I don't know how to shift that cyclically. Like I can different exercising on those. I don't know what to do, but to get, can you give yourself a break emotionally from that now? So, and I want to talk about time because we talked about even with prolonged fasting in a sense with, from food. Mm -hmm. So if we take that one, is it fair to say really anything like 36 hours is prolonged fast, not intermittent fasting, not a delay, but going from one meal, give an entire day in that night. 
Is that fair? Like 36 hours, would you call I, it? There, there's no official well, line, but yes. But, but beneficial, like a autophagy and, and giving your cells a break. Well, just like you, it's, it's such a hard, I mean, okay. the answer is going to be yes, but just like you did a two week thing. And I would say, well, can I do that in two days? And you would say, well, no, you're right. There's, there's, but I want to make it, I, I, I'm striving to make it palatable though. Cause I've heard people, well, I know Michael, so Michael Hyatt, a lot of people know Michael Hyatt. Uh, he's, you know, acclaimed author of so many books and a leader. So he's buddies with my dad. So I was just with my dad and he said, yeah, Michael's going on, um, I don't know if you use the word sabbatical, but he's taking three months off of work. Well, for one, um, he's, 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 he doesn't need much more money ever. Right. Uh, he's, he can't afford he that. He can't afford that. He has a team. He could do that. And so I listen to that and go, well, pff, that's, it has no relation to my life. Right. And me, even me talking about two weeks away, I realize most people cannot do that. They don't have that kind of job. Yeah. Now I was able to maintain my work and I did, I still produce shows and if people are listening, they heard some of the shows cause mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm in Florida and the audio is messed up. So I was able to do that. That's not realistic for most people. My wife just dealt with kids and a lot of people, their spouse is not equipped, doesn't have the time or ability or willingness to do that as well. Mm-hmm. But can you get a benefit from an emotional break from a long weekend and figure out how to not have your kids or to get away? Well, so my wife was just gone. She's been gone for a week. She did her own getaway. I got a spouse getaway. I've not been a spouse. Now, it, with all the benefits, they're still pouring out to be a spouse. Yeah, I've gotten a getaway from that, even though I'm taking care of work and kids and everything. And it is, it's an emotional break from that relationship that I can think about it and come back better. Work is... It's, it, to me, this is reminding If people come in and say, I read that blueberries are really healthy. So for the last year, I've had blueberries every day. Right. And we'll say, well, okay, but that means you're not getting a benefit from raspberries. And you also have too much blueberries. There's the, and the fact that hunger is the best cook. Hunger or absence makes the heart grow grow fonder. There's fasting isn't nothingness. You are creating the biochemistry of resiliency without food in this moment in time. And a relationship with your spouse is not a 24-7 relationship. There is this separateness. You still have to know how to be married two weeks apart. Yeah. There's still that. All, all of that is what I think we would look into as wholesomeness, holistic, becoming whole. Yeah. And we are so fractionated. We, we lose ourselves in the fractions of, okay, I got a parent, I got a father, I got a, I got a coach is, is a part of our lives as there's the the coaching piece that's always there. You got to organize, got to arrange, got to plan, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that there's never the, I don't know. In fact, a patient today said, I don't know. Wait, I, maybe that was with you. I don't know who I would be without this. Mm. Well, oh, no, no. It was a patient who has an adult child that is, um, uh, d- dependent. Yeah. Yeah. So cerebral palsy, I think. So, uh, so this adult person who is now in their late fifties, early sixties, yeah, who will be the parent, the primary caregiver until she dies, but they have not orchestrated a Sabbath. Yeah. And she came to the point that I don't know who I am without this. 
And whereas that's great and you're a good mom and all those kind of things, you're less of who you could be even to the benefit of that child. That's it. So we're, again, not to hold this up, even like that, are you going to be, are, are you lesser because you don't yeah. go prolonged fast? No, <laughs> you're just missing out on an, uh, another opportunity of health and wellness that could add to your life. And I am too. I'm missing out on other, I haven't, I'm never going to arrive. So here's another one of saying just, and I like what you said, going back to, could you be a better father? So could you, as a service to your kids, could you be a better father if you got three days break from being a father or a week break or whatever? Same thing with a spouse with a, and again, we're, we're hitting these individually. If you're not able to get away alone, you also just talked about the blueberries having those every day. So James Clear's book, Atomic Habits, one of the best-selling books of our current time right now, and, and a great book. But our propensity even there, not but, I think something to be aware of, though, our propensity there, though, is to look for, okay, I'm going to create the perfect day. Right. And then we do it every single day. And I, I'm just questioning that. And you're the one that brought cycles and seasons yeah. into my perspective with food. But what about with our lives? We don't do that. Today we had a new, uh, second, <clears throat> second visit of a person and, and the chief pathology of this person was being so on top of things, type A. And <clears throat> that was their prison. Is that what you're saying? Or they were addicted to, or? not even so much of, of an addiction, but just accomplishment. Yeah. Just check the box. Production is what I Get her done. Yeah. And I told her, I'm like, you know what? If I'm looking for an employee, I'm hiring you. Because you will work yourself sick for my benefit. And I have to pay you the same thing. Hmm. You know, I don't pay you more for you to go think about the problem at home or whatever else. And you just do that naturally. But the problem is now subconsciously, this is what you do. And so it's, it's a great... It's a great talent, but the analogy is you are great at exercising your right bicep. You, you can pick that thing up and you can go. But when the task calls for the left bicep, mm -hmm. when the task calls for you to exercise your parasympathetic tone and how to rest and digest and be content in a room by yourself, not having a dumbbell to lift with your right hand, like this is a, and that's where I was using the words that we don't have good words for this yeah. because it's not a concrete dumbbell and, and people like that, like you and I used to be, this doesn't feel good. I need to, I'm wasting time. Yeah. I think about you and your son, you flopped a book down in front of him when he was just sitting there staring out the window one day and you're like, why don't you read something? No, I said, don't just sit there, do something. <laughs> and later came to the, don't just do something, sit there. Sit there. Yeah. It's it, back to the whitewater thing. I was, yeah. That's been my ignorance, my addiction, my propensity, whatever for yeah. so long. And now realizing, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm starting you're less of what you could have, could be. Yeah. If we had been smartly doing that through our own stories, yeah. then we are right now. So it's not to shame ourselves or other people. It's to say, oh, awareness is now there. So yeah. how can I be becoming 53 in a better state of well-being than I was at 52? Yes. And the big differentiating factor with this conversation over, well, in, for me, my opinion, my, my experience... As with a doctor. A, well, yeah, as a doctor. <laughs> with fasting from food, I, I, I still don't like that. I don't enjoy that. The, this fasting, though, 
I adore. I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, look, my, my two week fast was, yeah. was awesome. Now I say that though. And I know that there are people listening because I know people in my life who admittedly uh, say, I don't want to be by myself. I don't like to be by myself. Help me hit on that because I, I also don't feel like it's fair for me to say, cause it's really easy to say, well, that's pathology. That's wrong. You should be, you know, you may have self image problems, you have <laughs> whatever. And I, I don't think that that's all fair. I think there is some value again, kind of like we should be able to eat or to go abstain for food healthily, that there should be some health and wellness in being able to be alone, but I don't want to just polarize that statement Agreed. either. Okay. And we can use that also with a lot of the medical things that we've said. For example, a few years ago, we, we didn't come out to everybody and say, well, you should be able to go run barefoot. Right. Because I don't like to run barefoot either because it's cold and there's lots of rocks out there and I don't run in grass. Um, and so, or, or the person's foot isn't trained. It's so untrained that they'll never do it. Here's an even more concrete example. Like we were just sitting there imagining ourselves, um, as, as a better person, if we could do this vacation thing that you're talking about, but sometimes the job won't let us and, and those kind of things. So it's like a person in a wheelchair who just had their legs chopped off. There's not much point in imagining what it would be like to be able to run. Okay. Right. Yeah. So there's hard and fast rules and lines. And if you're a insulin dependent diabetic or whatever, then you probably are still going to be an insulin dependent by di diabetic d d despite all of these other kind of things that we do. Um, and, and so that's where everything has to be said with grace. But I, I would back up and say any human on the planet can take a stab at leaning into barefoot walking and give your body a chance. And uh, the person who is a type one uh, or an insulin dependent diabetic has a chance of curing that. Mm -hmm. It's not unreasonable to lean into this with grace and with tempered hope, wise hope. I mean, that's what life is, right? Yeah. I, 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 I don't demand to make more money next year, but I can lean into what would it take to be more efficient or something. And yeah. that I think is what we're saying with these kind of sabbaticals is to say, it is very real that you have experienced right now be coming back as a better father from two weeks of not seeing your kids. And, and we can all kind of sense that and to say, I, I know the same is true physiologically from food and from, from other things. So, so that we, we want to say with grace and people, my thought there is ultimately, I do think we ought to lean into creating a Sabbath every day. Yeah. Sleep is one of those kind of things. And we've talked a lot about morning habits and where do you put your brain and that kind of thing. And in the morning, I don't sit there and think fatherly. I mean, my kids are sleeping in, in the room next door and all that. So I'm still a father and I'm thinking about it and I got to get, I have to get one up for school. So that shrinks my time up, but I'm purposefully being with me and God. That is foundational. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and that's like meditating. If you can do a minute a day, 10 minutes a day, you know, I got to do a long, you know, long periods of that hours on the beach or whatever. But yes, I like your thing, whatever you can lean into. Cause yeah, I realized talking about this is fairly untenable for the person who has a job with a finite amount of vacation days to say, man, I'm going to take up X amount just by myself and not with my family. And I, I get it. I get I that. That's well, me too. That's our trip to Florida will be different than your trip to Florida. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, that it's, well, it's, we should, we should cast what experience. that is. Yeah. You could yeah. have, you could have yeah. the family experience. You could have an experience there. You could go have an experience and an investment in your, in your uh, marriage by doing it just with you, you know, just with uh, your wife, you could do something. I've done some adventures just with my kids, just me and my, you know, kids and whatnot. So, you know, whatever way you can lean at work is, I don't know how to either you're working or you're not. It's hard to take a break, you know, from that. But to think creatively, if you if a couple were hearing this and to think creatively, how can we help each other do this? I mean, could you even go and say, look, how about if we take this week and half the week? Uh, I'll do mornings with the kids. You do nights. And the other person gets a break, gets to sleep in or not deal with the morning rush. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other one, you know, gets to come home and literally not do that. And we talk about this openly with our kids of going, hey, you know, we're we believe in this thing in health. So we're going to do this. It might be seem goofy, but go talk to your mom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or, Or yeah, when mommy comes in the door. Even if you want to give her a hug, fine, but she's going to go upstairs and I'm going to do dinner and I'm going to do whatever, you know, can you let your spouse take a weekend and go away to an Airbnb, a hotel to a, we've done times of, or I have more than, more than you of going, Oh, Randy's going to be gone for a week in Florida. Can I use your house, man? And I, I used your house for, I don't know what if it was a week, but for days it was empty. So I spent nothing. I was right here in town and I got time away and, and, but to give each other that, could you let your spouse go away and you do it? And if you're a single parent, some of this started with our friend, Jonathan Poole and his wife, Jennifer, mm-hmm. she runs a singles, single mom's ministry in Michigan. And she promoted mommy sabbatical where they went together to help the resources, help give resources to single moms to let them go away. And if they needed money, if they needed help watching the kids, whatever, to get them away to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. And that was the kind of the slogan was something around that of go away to fill yourself up so you can pour out better and more. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant. We, again, we don't do that. So what are creative ways in these roles? And I think the primary ones of the four are in your work, with your work, your job, business, whatever, but with your work duties as a spouse, as a parent, and then, yeah, just the home 
chores maintenance. Mm -hmm. this, this is why we often do, sometimes I think it's stupid. We're going to go spend 1500 bucks for a few nights, two hours away in Colorado, mm -hmm. trying to make home in somebody else's house. This is the dumbest thing ever is what comes to mind. But the reality is it's just different when we're not at our house dealing with our maintenance. My wife's not prone to go do laundry. I'm not prone to fix something. I'm not going to clean the toilet, you know, whatever. Right. right. It's different break. And on that, you know, with this, even changing your place, like, you know, if you have your morning time, could you go have it somewhere different just to change your frame of mind? I think that's why some people like coffee shops and stuff just to get mm -hmm. a different environment. I like with the warming of the weather, I'm so cherishing to have coffee outside and yeah. I like to pace and read. And so I can do that outside. <clears throat> One of the as you talk about work and those kind of things, I, I, I would lay a special encouragement in there to moms. Yeah. Cause in our culture, more so than dads, they, cause they are always on. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I and, agree. And the second group there is to ministers. They are also always on. And especially in the missionary kind of side of things. And, and in the clinic, we've dealt with a lot of people suffering from trauma of living in that world of the fishbowl and you're always on the expectations are high. You, you can never not answer the phone, right? There's that layer of expectation. And so let me do my quote from mother Teresa. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she's in India and I think I learned this from Steve Smith too. Um, and she said, okay, if you're going to come work here, if you're going to come work for me, essentially, then you, you can come into the slums of Calcutta, but one day, especially if you're Western, that mindset and that culture or whatever, one day per week, you must leave. We will, you must leave one full day per week. You get up and you are gone hmm. to somewhere else. And then one week, a five day period, a business week per month, you must leave. So three weeks on one week off and your job during Monday through Friday is to go and, and they would do training go to that center over there, read, study, and one month per year, you must go away. Awesome. And I thought, if, if I knew that one week per month, I had a, even just a four day weekend every month, I just thinking about that gives me, oh, I could handle anything. If yeah. I knew that one month per year I had a sabbatical and it was, you know, July and we're going to go somewhere for a week and then we're going to write books or talk or think or whatever for a week. It would feel so incredibly luxurious. And I think most people would be able to work easily from 65 to 75. So that more than pays for any of the time lost from work. Why don't we do that? Other cultures do that. Yeah. And we shame ourselves for needing a vacation or needing whatever. You on the other cultures. I remember when I worked with a cycling manufacturer, it's a U.S. based company, and they have an office in Switzerland. It was right on the border. To, what it would be Switzerland, Italy, in Italy, Italy, yeah. right on the border there. And they had an office there, so they have executives and everything. And they had to totally cater around because those were native people there. Their schedule and said, "No, it's lunchtime. It's been like two hours." Yeah, they take like a two-hour lunch break and then deal with it three day weekends <laughs> and they stop the day at four and they don't and they just do that but here in america man i don't i don't understand and I, was, I spent a lot of time in germany where famously if you kind of have a normal job you get you get paid for 13 months and you work 11 hmm. and everybody assumes there's a month of travel 
And so in the 80s, the Germans and, and the uh, Japanese, everybody remembers sort of the, you know, picture taking stereotype of mm -hmm. whatever book. And part of the reason was the, the economy was doing so well and they had time. Yeah. And, it, and they had a culture of travel, a culture of learning, a culture of experiencing these other things. We have a culture of two weeks vacation a year and you go crazy and you need to come back and recover and wait for the vacation next year. And you yeah. do that for a career and you're burned out in your 40s. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's wrong. I, yeah, I mean, I'm back to thinking about if we have a world-class athlete, a thoroughbred horse, something like that, we want the top performance out of them. And so what do we do? We get, make sure they get awesome sleep, that they have hard workouts, awesome recovery, great food, best nutrition. We want them rested before the big performance. And yet we treat ourselves like a mule and every day pick up the plow. And so, and that's what I've been doing. And so I'm saying this again, not from some standpoint I have, uh, what do I have right now today? I have six kids at home that are staying there full time. Uh, my wife has work that she does. My work is, uh, it's, it's never off. And, but I'm getting to that point of feeling like I can't, I can't afford not to. If I want to produce my best work, I have got to get away. And for me, it's it's a lot of solid, you know, solo ones. So it's a two days, three days, you know, are, are great. A week, I've never done one like I just did two weeks. But I'll probably this summer, uh, after so after our big family vacation, mm -hmm. I'll probably do five days pretty quick after that. Five days alone, uh, where I can just again recalibrate that that idea of reset. You know, I was thinking about that too. We take in even those us. Well, keep keep using your upgrade word, okay? Because reset is right. used okay. too much in the functional world. What's what's the upgrade? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, operating system upgrade. Because I think that we think that we're doing that because every day we get up and we have that devotion time. We take in input or you know whatever whatever we're doing. We take in input. We read a book. We listen to a blog or podcast. We uh, take in this stuff, but we're taking in and taking in, taking in, and that's what made me think about the smartphone analogy of, you know, we can put more apps on and fill right. it up and it can do more things. It is more capable, but it's not an upgrade. The upgrade says shut everything down. Isn't it also fair to say too, that the more you, you put in there without doing that, it gets gummed up. Yeah. Yeah. It gets hung up and then you have to do a reset. We could probably call the reset, the medical side of things like, yeah, goodness yeah. gracious, you are now pathological. But in order for you to even use all those programs better, the, not the apps on top of things, but the operating system yeah. needs an upgrade. An upgrade. And we are built that way as I think created in the image of God. We are built not as declining individuals, but when you put time and vulnerability and effort and investment into yourself, it, we are built for upgrade to increase productivity, creativity. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and the fruits of the spirit to be, be becoming more gentle, more kind, more loving. Like I have to believe, I do believe that that's, that's what life is. That's what true life is, is to be becoming more of what God is calling us to be as spouse, father, uh, parent, you know, worker, creative person and all of these fronts. And I relish that. It, it reminds me, I mean, some of this on the individual, it reminds me of some focus on the individuality of us that I think that we lose, especially those with families. And I'm not minimizing the role of a spouse and a father and a boss or an employer or whatever. We're maximizing it. We're maximizing. To be becoming better at those things. Yes. By saying I, I'm, I, it's also, I'm a self. Yeah. 
and I need to be a self, there's, uh, I don't know if this is totally inspiring, but I literally sent this to my family today as we are talking about this vernacular. Uh, a guy, Hunter Thompson, he's an author, and he wrote, we are all alone. We're born alone. We die alone. And in spite of the true romance magazines, we shall all someday look back on our lives and see that in spite of our company, we were alone the whole way. I don't mean to say lonely, at least not all the time, but essentially and finally alone. This is what makes your self-respect so important. And I don't see how you can respect yourself if you must look in the hearts and minds of others for your happiness. Yeah. There's a lot you can read in there, yeah. but that part of who is, I went away and I, I got to look and say, who's Kevin? What do I think, believe? What do I want to be? Back to your thing. What do I want to be becoming? I want to, I want to upgrade. I want to not just re, reboot and, and, and re, refresh a little bit. I want to change. And we, we take so much in. When do we step aside for a long enough time, whatever that is, yeah. and say, I'm, I'm upgrading. I'm going to come back and be a different parent or a parent in a better way. Yeah. And, and this is a tangible difference. I'm going to, I want a spouse different. I want to work different. I want to shift again that to that actual change. We, we think we grow and evolve, but to do a, an actual upgrade is rare. Is rare is valuable. I'm inspired. So I'm in, in endeavor. We, we got our summer plans hammered out. And so I told Marcy, both of us need this fall in the mud months, right? There's, there's nothing outdoorsy to, to is like, uh, it would probably go to the Mount, Mount Princeton hot springs yeah. to do something like that, but alone. Yeah. We need to do it together for our marriage too, but we've never done the alone thing on purpose. So I think that would be good for us to do. Me too. Well, friends, thanks for tuning in as we all work to leverage the power of our unique inner drive and wake every day to our authentic, driven, and inspired lives. You can find Randy James if you want to connect with him at truelifemedicine.com. And if you appreciate the podcast, it's a gift to us if you would leave a rating in Spotify, leave a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. Let others know what you got from the show. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, any social media at Kevin Miller CO. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, get my book, What Drives You on Amazon. Until next time, stay driven.